Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book The Long Game by Dory Clark. Keep listening to find out why you need to be more patient. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week I am talking about the new book by Dory Clark. You may have heard of some of Dory's work previously, which I will give a little intro to very shortly. This book is all about thinking from a more long-term perspective. It's one that I read just a couple of weeks ago and quite enjoyed. So if you're thinking about maybe having a bit of a reset at the moment, like I know a lot of other people are, if you're thinking about feeling a little bit impatient and thinking things aren't maybe moving as fast as you want them to, this might be a good book to recalibrate and just to think about what does the long game really mean? What does it look like? And what are some of the things you need to do to get there? If you haven't heard of Dory Clark, let me tell you a little bit about her and then I will tell you a little bit about the book and then we will get into the three big ideas. Dory Clark has been named one of the top 50 business thinkers in the world by Thinkers 50 and was recognised as the number one communication coach in the world by the Marshall Goldsmith Leading Global Coaches Awards. Clark, a consultant and keynote speaker, teaches executive education at Duke University School of Business and Columbia Business School. And she is the Wall Street Journal bestselling author of The Long Game, Entrepreneurial You, Reinventing You and Stand Out, which was named the number one leadership book of the year by Inc. magazine. A former presidential campaign spokeswoman, Clark has been described by the New York Times as an expert at self-reinvention and helping others make changes in their lives. A frequent contributor to the Harvard Business Review, she consults and speaks for clients including Google, Microsoft and the World Bank. And all of that was taken from her website, doryclark.com. I will pop a link to that in the show notes. A little bit about the book before we get into the three big ideas. It's no secret that we're pushed to the limit. Today's professionals feel rushed, overwhelmed and perennially behind. So we keep our heads down, focused on the next thing and the next thing without a moment to breathe. But how can we break out of this endless cycle and create the kind of interesting, meaningful lives that we all seek? In The Long Game, Dory Clark shares unique principles and frameworks that you can apply to your specific situation, as well as vivid stories from her own career and other professionals' experiences. Everyone is allotted the same 24 hours, but with the right strategies, you can leverage those hours in a more efficient and powerful way than you had ever imagined. It's never an overnight process, but the long-term payoff is immense. You finally break out of the frenetic day-to-day routine and transform your life and your career. And on her website, doryclark.com, she also has the long game strategic thinking self-assessment, which you can take. I'll pop a link to that and also to the place where I just got that introduction from, which is also from her website in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to the bookmark newsletter, which is my fortnightly little dispatch that I will send you all about what I've been reading, what I've been thinking about and what I have been listening to. So if you would like some more podcast and reading and book recommendations in your life, then you can sign up, subscribe using the link at the top of your show notes. All right, let's get into the three big ideas from the book, The Long Game by Dory Clark. Big idea number one is do the right thing. Now, this has a couple of different meanings. The right thing might be supporting a social movement, an equality position or a climate change particular issue, even if there's a short term cost. There's a part of the book where Dory talks about interviewing someone who says of all the CEOs they've ever met, not one of them has ever not supported some of the things that have been in the public zeitgeist at a particular moment in time. 
However, many of them haven't stood up publicly and supported those things because they're too worried about the short-term commercial or shareholder response to taking a strong position on a particularly tricky subject. So they're very much thinking in the short term, the short term cost. So the idea of doing the right thing is thinking from a long term perspective and thinking, well, actually, what's the long term impact of taking a position on one of these things rather than just thinking about the short term approach? The right thing is also about not getting distracted. So doing the right thing is actually thinking about avoiding shiny object syndrome which I know we all suffer from at various times. And this might involve saying no to things that you do want to do. It's very easy to say no, or it's relatively easy to say no to things we don't want to do. But saying no to things we do want to do, but are going to distract us and get in the way of the things that we should be doing, the right things, is more difficult. So it takes courage to be a long-term thinker. It takes courage to stand up and say no to things. It takes courage to stand up and have a position on a strong social issue when you know there might be a short-term negative, in inverted commas, impact to that. So we need to choose what we want to be bad at or choose what we're okay with being bad at in order to be good at something else or being good at the thing that is important. This is the difference between moving 10 things an inch or one thing a mile, which very much reminds me of Greg McEwan's essentialism concept. Therefore, we need to set the right goals and therefore focus on the right things. It also involves getting the right people in the right room as well. And sometimes this will lead to the most unlikely of possibilities happening many even months or years down the line just by getting around the right people and being in the right rooms and maybe even getting the right people in the right rooms in the first place. So that's big idea number one, do the right thing. Big idea number two is think in waves. I quite liked this concept in the book. Dory talks about strategic over-indexing or doubling down really on the things that will give the greatest return on investment at this time and into the future. You can split your time into heads up time or heads down time is a concept shared in the book. Heads up time is when you're looking for opportunities, you're meeting people, you're taking some of those lunches that people offer you or going to events. Whereas head down time is when you're in deep work, you're creating or you're doing something and you're executing on something instead. And in that time, you are not going out for random lunches and you are not doing some of the other connecting maybe things that you would be doing in heads up time. So Dory sets three to six months blocks to be either heads up or heads down. The other version of this that she shares is the idea of waves. Those four waves that you can be in are learning, which is what it does, what it says on the tin. You're actually immersed in learning, upskilling, sharpening the axe, whatever you want to call it. Connecting, so taking some of those invitations, strategically going out and going to different events or joining certain groups or whatever it is that's going to be useful. The third wave is creating. And the fourth wave is reaping. So being able to reap the benefits of all the things you've been doing, maybe in that heads down time, and then being able to take that nice holiday or take some time off or take a sabbatical, whatever it happens to be, that means that you can actually reap the benefits of all this hard work that you have been doing. I thought this was quite a nice way of managing those of us with commitment issues, as I am, who the very idea of focusing on just one thing brings out in a sweaty rash. So therefore, isn't very appealing, nor is a sweaty rash, actually. But the idea of doing one thing at a time, yeah, for some of us is a little bit tricky. So I like this idea of doing waves that you can just commit to for a few months at a time and then switch modes, switch focus and get a bit of variety, which is a good thing in my book. So that's big idea number two, think in waves. Big idea number three is be patient. 
And if there's really one big idea from this book, it is this one, it is being patient. And sometimes it's hard to tell if something's not working or if it's just not working yet. And we hear a lot and it's probably a bit of an overused and glib approach, but this whole concept of people giving up just at the point that maybe it was going to happen or that pivot point was going to happen. So, but it's really hard when you're in that moment, not knowing which of those phases you're in is it actually the a hiding to nothing or is it you're just just off the top of that peak or just at that pivot pivot point especially if you're not getting external validation and maybe you're even getting actively being rejected from things as well so therefore you need strategic patience again something that not all of us possess so there will be a point of momentum that exponential growth and the compound effect will kick in so there's three questions that dory sets out that you can ask yourself if you're before that tipping point Number one, why am I doing this? Number two, how has it worked for others? And number three, what do my trusted advisors say? For the second one around how has it worked for others, it's important to note that we need to stop tweaking our strategies all the time. It's really easy if we're getting stuck, if we're feeling like things aren't working or aren't going quick enough to just keep aligning or realigning or tweaking and adjusting the strategy, which means that we're not actually ever moving really forward, just kind of going round and round little circles. We also need to stop comparing or start comparing like for like. So not comparing you at three years to someone else at 20 years into this particular field or pathway that you're choosing to take. She says that it'd be a minimum of five years of consistent effort before you start to really see the the exponential growth and that that momentum building. So if you're not there yet, this is a, this is a good point to kind of see where you are on that up to five years and go, OK, all right, I can get through to that and then see where I'm going. It also requires rethinking failure, looking for different paths to the same desire or the same outcome and potentially looking at alternative options. And I really like that point about alternative options. For example, if an easy example might be writing a book. If you write a book, but then the publishing deal falls through or your co-author decides that they don't want to do it anymore or something like that, how can you leverage what you've already done so it's not wasted? It'd be very easy to have an experience like that, feel quite bitter and never, I'd say never pick up a pen, but never put your fingers to the keyboards ever again. So it's important to instead be able to think about alternative options, go, okay, who else can I take this to? Could I take this to a magazine? Could I take this to some other industry publication? Could I break it up and deliver it in a slightly different way? Could I do it as a series of talks? And think about other ways of, you've done the work, how else could you leverage that rather than just waste it and become a bit bitter and resentful potentially? All right, so that's big idea number three, be patient. So there we go. Three big ideas from the book, The Long Game by Dory Clark. Big idea number one, do the right thing. Big idea number two, think in waves. And big idea number three, be patient. Whether you're at the beginning of a journey or somewhere partway through and feel like you're maybe not making the progress as quickly as you would like, I think this book might have some useful ideas in for you. It's a pretty easy read as well. I got through it in a couple of days pretty swiftly and it's well written as well, which obviously always helps with the reading experience. If you have read this book, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought of it, if you have put any of the ideas into practice, if you are feeling a little bit more patient as a result of reading it. You can contact me using the contact details at the bottom of the show notes. Instagram and LinkedIn are the best places to get hold of me. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.